Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, of course, as always, Michael Sherlock. And all month long, we are celebrating veterans who are also entrepreneurs. And why are we doing that? Because I love celebrating veterans during the month of November. This is now an annual event for us. And this annual event came about in a very unique way. In fact, <laughs> hmm, strangely enough, because of my guest, he's already <laughs> laughing because he knows the story. So, yes. uh, you know, every once in a while, I meet somebody interesting on an airplane and Rob Luigi was one of those people. But let me tell you a little bit about him. He's a service-connected disabled veteran of the Persian Gulf War. And for those of you too young, look it up. It's important they know about it. He was appointed assistant national employment director of the 1.3 million member DAV, which is Disabled American Veterans, in March of 2016. And uh, those headquarters are in Kentucky, which is a great place, especially if you like bourbon. But besides that, he also manages special in employment initiatives and works with private and public sectors to help develop and build partnership to help things with these veterans, such as joblessness, underemployment, facilitates jobs fairs. But he also is really highly connected and committed to making sure that our veterans, especially those disabled veterans, have a great career, whether it's as an entrepreneur or working for someone else and feels the pride of, of how their service brought them to that kind of success. So joining me today from his brand new headquartered building, my friend, Rob Luigi. Thank you, Michael, and my friend, Michael. So gracious <laughs> I feel to like have we need applause. Here. <laughs> Thank you for having me, and uh, I enjoy every episode that we that we do. Yeah, I mean, this is our third episode taping together because I like you that much that I keep wanting to bring you on. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you. Well, and not only because I love you personally, obviously, but because your mission is great. But let's start by, you know, we don't always give a lot of opportunity when we've interviewed you before to talk about your own service, your, your, you know, your time with the military, what that meant to you, what you learned from it. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Uh, well, most of the males in my family, my ancestry tree all served in the military. So I think it was, um, uh, something you know three of uh, two of my older brothers went in the military and and it was something that we all do we all are patriots we all wanted to serve our country and do our part uh so i joined the military back in uh, 83 and and i was blessed to be able to serve in some some you know outstanding military units uh in germany and in the states and i did my uh, my part in the gulf war and um you know came back uh thankfully uh with all my appendages and um, you know, everybody has scars at different levels of their life and, and they never leave you. But, you know, the military taught me so much about my ability to endure um, the unknown, uh, to think strategically, uh, to be committed, to understand what commitment is uh, and to think on my feet. Uh, I 
I tend to want to troubleshoot just like every other veteran when they run into a personal or professional issue. You try to troubleshoot uh, and be able to think and what's the best way to get over, around or through this issue because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, there's light on the other end of the tunnel. Um, mm -hmm. So my military, you know, uh, my military, my time in the military uh, definitely s uh, set a foundation for me that allowed me to build uh, my life on. Um, mm -hmm. And so far, I've been blessed. I, I truly have been blessed. The DAV, I've been with the DAV now professionally for 26 years. Mm -hmm. um, and I enjoy taking care of my fellow veterans and their families. And and, and I've been blessed. I truly have been blessed. Here's a guy who, who, who was a tanker in the military, who, you know, who uh, played with uh, big toys and uh, <laughs> got a little bit of chance to uh, uh, work at the head shed towards the end of my career. And I learned more about the military than I ever thought I'd know. But uh, you take a guy like that with no college who comes out of the military and, and all of a sudden an organization like the DAV gives you a chance. Um, mm -hmm. And we do, we give disabled vets a chance and every disabled vet or every veteran needs a chance. I'll just say that over yes. and above. We, we yes. try to take care of disabled vets, but I will say all veterans are welcome to the DAV. We're here to help you in any way we can. We have a lot of programs and services to do so. And mm -hmm. I represent the employment department today. Uh, so it is my pleasure to try to engage veterans in meaningful employment opportunities, mm -hmm. uh, provide them the tools, I always tell veterans, it's a 50-50 proposition. I give you the tools and the information, you go get it. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's how it, it should be because uh, nobody's handed anything in this life. You've got to earn it. And anything worthwhile takes effort. Uh, and, and, and this is where we are. I, I so agree. And one of the things I just want to take note of, because it's interesting, I think uh, with what I'm going to bring up, I think it's even um, maybe something that's a little bit easier for us all to talk about now than even when you and I met a couple years ago, but you said, you know, scars are at different levels with veterans. And that's really, really important because emotional scars, um, you know, depression, PTSD, anxiety, those things that you don't see physically, because you said, like, I came back with all my limbs, but that doesn't mean that because your body looks whole, that there aren't parts that still need help and support. And Very true. I think- one of the things that I'm so happy about today, because I'm a person who has, has uh, learned how to manage depression in her life, but it took a long time to get there. I'm so thankful that we talk about it more openly uh, and anxiety and those other issues, those other uh, mental stress related issues, because there are probably veterans that have not, that could benefit also from the DAV, but maybe have not sought that out because there's still stigma or what if I, you know, what if I ask for help? But I mean, you guys are really there to help veterans to, to navigate all these issues and disabled in, veterans in particular. So I'm assuming there's still a lot of people that maybe could benefit from your services that have not. I will say this to you, there's 24.3 million veterans in this country and there's only probably under 10, under 8 million that actually access the VA. Mm. There's a lot of veterans out there for whatever reason, some right. of them, they do well in life and they right. feel that they don't want to take up resources that are, that another veteran could use. And I try to dispel that everywhere I go, right. uh, because that's, that's, that's not correct. I understand the thought process behind it. And if they're doing well and they have good insurance and, and they're, you know, they're doing well in their professional lives, I don't need the VA. And, and I always try to, to let them know, look, you should register with the VA. 
even if you don't use them, register with them. Right. Because number one, the VA receives funding based on how many people are registered in their system. Uh-huh. We fight for their funding every year. Um, and also, you don't know what's going to happen to you 20, 30 years from now. Exactly. Um, most of the people that we see from the baby boomer generation right now are in their retirement modes. They're 70 mm-hmm. plus years old. Um, a lot of them find themselves in a situation where, for whatever reason, they weren't prepared for retirement. Right. Uh, and therefore, their medical uh, bills are higher. They don't have mm-hmm. the access that they wish they had. So I always tell honorably discharged vets, get in there, register. Even if you don't use them for 10 years, at least you're in the system. So when you come back, yeah. you're not a new guy or a new safety gal. Net. Yeah, safety net. Yeah. Fewer hoops to jump through in the future. It's an umbrella of, of you earned it. Every veteran that wore the uniform put their lives out there for their country. Whether they actually went to war or not, uh, they were susceptible to it. Yes. Um, they deserve all the benefits that they are entitled to. Medical benefits are one of those that I recommend every veteran look into yeah. uh, regardless. And DAV can help lead you down that path. We're an yeah. advocacy group. Uh, we're, we're, we're veterans helping veterans. Um, we speak the lingo. We know yes. what it is to use the uniform. I'm a little older, so I've been out of the military game for a while. So some of the stuff I say may sound like I'm a dinosaur to some of the younger veterans. But at the end of the day, if I get them to laugh and I get them to engage, Mm -hmm. then I've got them thinking. And that's what I need them to do. You're not a dinosaur. Not yet. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Well, and I know, um, I know we're going to also spend a lot of time of talking about entrepreneurs who are veterans, but I want to touch also a little bit, um, just because I, I, you said, I'm kind of passionate about what I do in employment and helping people get connected with great jobs. And I'm going to say just a little bit passionate. This is how we met on an airplane. Next thing That's I know, correct. we're having conversation flying across the US and I'm learning everything about the job fairs that you do, um, the, the, all the connections that you make with businesses that love to hire veterans. Um, so you give us a high level view of, of the things that you provide in your division of DAV. Well, since we met at 30,000 feet, I'll give everybody <laughs> a 20,000 feet view. Um, the DAV wants to engage with any entity that is interested in hiring veterans. And, and I have to tell you, uh, corporate America uh, definitely has stepped up over the last decade they now understand and realize the skill sets that veterans possess. They know that they need to engage with them. In fact, there are many, many companies out there that have hired veterans as veteran recruiters or veteran liaison reps within their HR departments. Mm -hmm. You go to a job fair, half the folks sitting behind those tables or standing behind those tables are veterans themselves. Mm -hmm. Who best to vet a veteran for benefits, employment or whatever than another veteran? Yes. Um, so we're very blessed. We engage with as many companies as we can, uh, because at the end of the day, we want to help them. We want them to help us hire veterans. Uh, and I have to tell you, there's a lot of companies out there that are hiring a lot of veterans. And, and the business aspect of it is they get a return. Uh, they can use the work opportunity tax credit if they hire a disabled veteran to help offset the cost of onboarding. Um, they, they do a lot of things to help vets. And, and at the end of the day, they want veterans to come in because they know that they're going to get integrity. They're going to get someone on yes. time. They're going to get someone who, who once they commit and they're all in, they're all in. And yes. they know what it means to work 
independently or with a group. Uh, so veterans, uh, they all I ask veterans to do is keep an open mind. Yes. Uh, don't just think about what you did in the military. Understand your capability. Go out there and take a chance every now and then because right. you know no one, no one made the Hall of Fame by laying up. And so <laughs> I always tell them, I said, you know, go out there and, and, and get it. I mean, you may not always get what you want or what you think you need, but I'll tell you, you got to start somewhere. And, and all we want to do is get them into their education, vocational benefits, get them into a meaningful employment scenario, because at the end of the day, that's part of living the American dream. And that's what we're all trying to do. Yeah, I was in inter- well, I wasn't interviewing for my podcast, but I was visiting with somebody oh, a couple of months ago and we just got on the topic and I found out he was a veteran and uh, he, uh, he said, you know, I went into the military because I wanted to go um, to medical school. And I thought yeah. if I get in them, if I'll, you know, I, they'll pay for my medical school. He goes, when I, when I got in there, I found out I didn't really want to go to medical school because they, they had me first start working with like mechanics and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, mechanical things. And he goes, and I'm thinking, I want to be a surgeon. And he goes afterward, he goes, I realize I can, I can have a great life. I really am enjoying this. And I don't have to go through so many more years of school. I think I'm going to do this. And he, it was just kind of this random, random uh, conversation about the joy of finding even in his career, something that gave him joy for the rest of his career. And I, you know, it's, it's that being open to, to that experience and seeing what you learn either while you're there or what you can take from it. The, the lessons, the, the commonalities, if you are a leader, leadership is common. If, you know, if you're organizing things, those are common strategies and taking them into a career or into an entrepreneurial journey as well. We start in the military, 17, 18 years old, usually Uh, some folks go to college first and then join the military, but predominantly a lot of us start right after our 18th birthday. We're young, impressionable. We really don't know what we want to do with our lives. All we know is we're committing to something. Mm-hmm. At the end of that, we know we're going to get education benefits. We know we're going to be able to get some things that we're going to need that'll be with us the rest of our lives. And, and during your military journey, whether it's four years or whether it's 24 years, uh, you realize your capabilities. You realize different things about yourself. You learn, you grow like everybody else does. Uh, the military culture is a little more stringent or more controlled. Uh, you are trained uh, very, very specifically to do your job. Um, you know, it used to be the old saying, don't raise your hand in the military and volunteer for anything. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that's wrong because you should volunteer for every school the military is willing to send you to. Oh, yes. Because at the end of the day, that's going to help you when you get out of the military. You may not think so when you're 19 and 20 going through this three-month school, but at the end, when you go to get out and it's on your DD-214, your discharge, that may account for something that'll help you give you the edge over right. someone else you're competing with for that job. Right. Plus, it gives you access to so many different things that you know might pique your interest also. So absolutely. That's correct. I love it. Well, Rob, we're going to take a quick break, hear from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to talk about veteran entrepreneurs. We'll be right back. Imagine starting a long journey without a map or even a clear idea of the obstacles ahead. That's exactly what it's like for entrepreneurs who start companies with a lot of passion, but without the financial expertise to grow and scale their businesses and create long-term wealth for their families. Find a financial advisor who can help you map a better journey. Wayne Titus shows you how in his book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being. 
With the right advisor at your side, you'll have the freedom to focus on what really matters to you. Get the Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Wellbeing at Amazon.com and in the virtual bookstore on the Shock Your Potential app. And we're back with my buddy, Rob Luigi with uh, DAV, Disabled American Veterans. And of course, we'll have all of his contact information. You guys know that. I want you all to check out what they're doing. But um, you were very kind to, uh, you know, really do some, you know, a little prep on this about talking about veteran entrepreneurs. So all this month, I have all these amazing guests and we're asking them things about their service, but also how their service prepared them to be an entrepreneur, to be a business owner. And I know you were giving me some great stats before we even started. So let me just throw it out to you first. What, what, why do you think that veterans can make such great business owners and entrepreneurs? Because I think they have the tenacity, they have the drive um, to, to see through the tough times. Uh, very resilient people, we military, we veterans. Um, we, we know um, when we're faced with an obstacle, we learn how to go over it, around it, through it, or under it to get to the other side. Business is scary entity. When you're an entrepreneur, you're putting it all on the line. And mm-hmm. you're going out there and saying, I'm going to make my mark on the world and I'm going to do it this way. And I've engaged with many, many veteran entrepreneurs and I've talked to them about their journeys and, and the difficulties that they, they found. And, and they said, you know, the toughest part is getting first that, that, two, that two years. Now, COVID threw a wrinkle into that for a lot of people, and we knew that uh, not only veteran entrepreneurs, but small business was going to take a big hit during COVID, and and we were correct. They did. Um, I'm happy to say that there's been a serious uptick in the number of veterans who are getting out of the military and wanting to get into their own business, be their own boss. Uh, and, And they're doing that. All they need is the tools to go forward. Because at the end of the day, I think veteran entrepreneurs are, they're, they're just better equipped to deal with adversity up front instead mm-hmm. of saying, this is too hard for me and, 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 and I'm going to step out and do something else. And that's not saying that anyone who, who started a business who's not a veteran isn't tenacious, isn't smart, and isn't driven. But I Maybe say, if you look not at always the ratio, stubborn. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we can be stubborn. That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe even a little hard-headed. Um, but at the end of the day, when we see something we want, we have an objective, we have a mission, uh, mm-hmm. we go after it uh, until we're, we are totally told that, you know, this isn't going to happen and you have to pivot. And that's right. one thing that veterans are good at is pivoting to something else to get where they need to be. Mm-hmm. It's so um, it's so true. And you're absolutely right. I mean, we've we've talked about all the challenges, you know, I had with my business, uh, you know, after, when COVID shut everything down. And completely pivoted my businesses. But there were many times that I was like, what am I doing? Maybe I should just hang this all up and go sit on a beach somewhere. And then the rest of my team said, uh, that would leave us without jobs. So let's not do that. So I got a little stubborn again, but, but I do, um, I do love, cause we keep, we talk about it a lot. You know, this sense of someone who, who's been in the military, they have a mission. They are going to complete that mission come hell or high water, unless finally someone says, okay, that's enough. And that's, that is, that tenacity is important because I think it can help you move past the fear sometimes when you're just like, but I got to get this done. And a lot of us, otherwise we're, you know, hit with a lot of fear when things really turned upside down. Not that that takes away from any of us either, but, you know, I think it's a real good realize, realization and that, you know, that tenacity can carry you the, through those times 
when other people might say, okay, I've had enough. I will say that. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, you look at the proportion of uh, service disabled or veteran owned small businesses versus civilian businesses. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're a much lower, we have a greater percentage than you think we would. I mean, you've got 2.5 million small businesses in this country, and you've got six or nine, 8%, just under, just under 9% are veteran owned. Wow. Uh, that's a big deal when you consider yeah. that less than 1% of the population are veterans, period. Really? Uh, so that's, that's a, that's a big deal. And that was, uh, you know, that's, that's from, from veterans just getting out and saying, you know, I want to do something. I mean, we've, uh, there's a company called militarymade.com uh, where they take entrepreneurs, veteran entrepreneurs, and, and they want to help get their products out there. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's all veterans need is a, is a chance to be able to demonstrate what they can do, how they yeah. can contribute to society. Small business is one of them. Uh, so we're hoping that more veterans are engaged. Um, I mean, the military has accommodated through the transition assistance program to allow entities such as SBA to engage with these folks in different levels to say, if you want to start a business, we're going to help you. We're going to come up with your idea. We're going to help you with your idea. We're going to put it in a formal you know, business plan. We want to help get you some funding. Uh, there are funding streams out there for grants versus small interest loans or low yeah. interest loans. So there's a lot out there. It's just knowing where to start. Yes. Uh, there's so many things out there on the internet. Uh, I pulled these statistics today because number one, when you're doing an interview with Michael Sherlock, <laughs> you need to make sure your stuff is straight. So Absolutely. I always make sure my stuff is straight. Absolutely. <laughs> People are always saying that about me. <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing, Michael. It's not because you're putting out good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. So share some because I know, yeah, you hit one that is amazing, but I know you have some others that are, are very staggering as well. Yes. So, I mean, in, in looking at, and I'm going to put my glasses on because I'm getting a little older with my sight. I wanted to make sure I get all this right. <laughs> You know, 45% uh, or uh, of veterans that are leaving the military are more likely to think about beginning their own small business. Right. One out of 10 small businesses in the U.S. is veteran-owned. Um, there's a difference between a veteran-owned small business, VOSB, versus a disabled veteran-owned small business, DVOSB. Um, um, the designation comes in where a service disabled veteran can get a designation that may give them a little edge on some contracting yes. versus just a standard veteran owned small business. Yes. Uh, but still, it's still a wonderful thing. Um, the skill sets, problem solving is probably the greatest attribute that a veteran entrepreneur possesses. Mm -hmm. We go back to that before and saying that, you know, they're going to look at a way to go over, through, around, and under a problem to get mm -hmm. to the other side. That is probably the number one attribute that's been um, that's been put out there. Uh, they, you know, they're problem solvers. They're dedicated to serving. They're disciplined. They're hardworking. All those skills, soft skills, come into play with whatever you do in life. We're just talking mm -hmm. about entrepreneurs today, but that's part of the big uh, the big swing. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure that veterans out there that may be looking at this and even companies understand that, you know, veteran owned small businesses, yes, uh, they have 
you know, laws and regulations through SBA and DOL monitors these uh, to give them a little bit of edge on their contracting or bidding for government mm -hmm. contracts, which is the whole idea. You get these designations to begin with. Right. And we discussed this before going on today. You know, I'm a little disappointed that a service disabled veteran owned small business is only susceptible to receiving 3% uh, of bidding ability on contracts, whereas other minority groups receive 5%. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are working diligently through several uh, government entities to try to level the playing field on that because we really feel that veterans should be able to receive the same amount of availability uh, to a, uh, a government contract as any other minority group. Because at the end of the day, we are considered a minority group. Uh, well, so I me, wanted to make I sure. I want to touch on that for just a second, because we were talking, I just completed my certification as a woman business enterprise and a woman small business owned enterprise. And, um, and that is great. And eventually I will probably start, you know, tackling some contracts, but what I think that there's a lot of people, even women, uh, the, the percentage of women owned businesses that actually go after the certification is very, very small. So I'm right. assuming that maybe on the veteran and the disabled veteran status is probably the same because it seems very daunting to go through the certification process. And now that I've done it, yes, it was kind of a pain in the neck. I'm not going to lie because there were a couple of things that I had to, you know, put in place for my business that, you know, didn't really make a huge difference to me on the outset, but then I realized, okay, whether it makes a difference to me or not, it makes a difference to somebody who might hire me. So we had to create a couple other pieces of paperwork, but other than that, it was simply just gathering things one at a time that showed that you are a business and you are a functioning business and that you are certified as what you say you are. But once you get those designations, <clears throat> those are really powerful. And I love yeah. the fact that you guys are, are working harder, especially for the disabled veteran business owners. But <clears throat> I mean, for anyone, if you are thinking about going after that certification, it's an important sense, even if you don't want to go after contracts, it's still, if you are doing business with any company outside the, the uh, government, that can be that can be also something that gives you a benefit over somebody else. And that's that's an important factor to remember. It can have long-term repercussions. It's just maybe a pain in the neck. <laughs> well, I think you're right. You alluded to the fact that veterans uh, may seem, you know, it may be daunting to them or overwhelming. I would say this, there are too many resources out there. I won't <laughs> buy that alibi. And yeah. the reason I won't buy it is because I can give a veteran information that's going to lead them directly to the folks who to take care of this for a living that'll yes. help a veteran get on board, get their information straight so that they have, they have a good chance of their small business surviving. One yes. of the issues that you have in small business world is that you have small businesses that fail uh, because they don't understand the business concept of small business. They have the idea, they want to employ it, they hire folks uh, to help you know, with their business, but sometimes they don't have the business savvy to understand, you know, your inventory. And when you make money, it's not always, you know, making it, it's not always in the green. You're going to have to reinvest right. that back into your business. And oh, sometimes, yeah. sometimes we get a little loosey goosey with that. And then all of a sudden you find that you're not able to make your bills. So we have a lot of resources out there to help veterans, uh, whether disabled or not, or even women veterans. And that's another yes. topic, women Ooh, veterans. Yes. Oh, we yes. need to make sure that women veterans have access to the same tools that any other veteran have, and they do. 
Uh, there's less of them, but they do have a process set up. I can go over some of these resources towards the end or whenever you'd like me to. Uh, but at the end of the day, I want to ensure that every veteran that wants to has an idea and wants yes. to explore it, I want to give them the information they need to go down that path to see at the end of the day whether or not it's for them or not. Yes, uh, because I agree. you know, you know, starting your business was not easy. It's <laughs> no blood, sweat, and tears, right? Absolutely. I mean, what it is. And you are absolutely right. I think, you know, for me, the concept before I became certified was daunting because I didn't know where to start. So I actually got a recommendation from somebody and I had somebody help me through the process. I could have done it myself. I actually, if I would have, you know, the breadcrumbs were out there, I could have figured it out, but it made, it was nicer to have somebody um, do it. And I'll tell you what, regardless of how you're getting certified for the most part, um, three months from start to finish is really about all it takes. And it really only took me three months because I was so slow responding to the person who was helping me getting some of the materials. If I wouldn't have done that, I would have probably been certified in eight weeks. Uh, so, I mean, it is worth the effort. And especially because if somebody contacts you guys, you can help them learn where to go, that there, there are ways to make it much easier. So it might seem daunting, but the message here, once you get in it, it's really not, you know, it's just paperwork and a few meetings and, you know, and the things that maybe you haven't done for your business yet, when you do them for that process are really important for your business. So sure. It's, it's another box to check off on absolutely. that list of things you have to do. Absolutely. Now I know we're getting close to the end here, but I want to take a moment because this time last year, we were talking about how DAV was celebrating on, on, I'm going to say on the calendar paper, 100 years, but unfortunately your big celebration was thrown off by a little thing called the global pandemic. So you're doing, <laughs> doing a lot of things virtually, but I know it wasn't the same. And by the way, the movie that you guys did for that was phenomenal. Um, but tell us a little, you coming up, uh, well, after this airs, but coming up here shortly, you are going to have the live celebration. Tell us a little bit about why it's so important for you guys to recognize and celebrate 100 years um, in, in uh, operation. I got to tell you, um, it, it's uh, to be 100 years old, to be in business, and let's understand that I don't care if you're a nonprofit or for profit, it's still a business at the end of the mm -hmm. day. To yep. be in business for 100 years and to be able to do that off donations from a gracious public, from corporate America, never accepting federal funding for what we do, that is an achievement. And when you can say, that 86 or 87 cents of every dollar that you receive from your donors goes directly to veterans programs. That's another, that's another uh, milestone that, that people really can't grasp until you get into the nitty gritty of what do VSOs do with their money? What do right. nonprofits do with their money? We're very excited to be able to finally celebrate our centennial celebration. Uh, September 26th and 27th will be the major dates this year. Uh, we're going to have a wonderful building dedication. We just moved into a brand new state-of-the-art building uh, probably a month ago. So it's really kind of new. It's exciting. So we get to launch our centennial celebration from our own front yard right here in our new Love building. It. Uh, and we've, we have a couple of different things going on in, in a two-day stretch, but we're going to cap it off uh, with uh, the Cincinnati Orchestra, uh, who's agreed to put on a performance for us and our donors and, and people involved in the veterans community that kind of made all this help happen. So we're very excited about the next, uh, coming up at the end of this month and, and be able to celebrate it. But, you know, the legacy is there. You always want to 
make sure ensure that you're trying to do it better than the generation before you. And DAV has a track record of doing it better, better, because we evolve. We understand you cannot stay on the same premises all the time that, that you launch your business or that you do your business. You have to evolve, whether it's the VA changing or the veterans community changing, even Congress changing. Uh, yeah. Administrations have a lot to do with this. Uh, so we're very proud of the fact that we've been able to stand the test of time. Uh, and I'll tell you, I, I've been with them for 26 years, so a quarter of a century makes it sound really old. Um, but I've enjoyed not it. Not a dinosaur yet. Not a dinosaur <laughs> yet. Huh? Uh, so I, I enjoyed it. It means a lot to us. And we're stepping up to celebrate it and allow people to come in and enjoy it with us. And any veterans out there that you know want to become a part of our group, you, know, you won't regret it. Um, DAV is a great organization to be a part of. Um, even, you know, volunteering or whatever you want to do, we, we can help find you something to do within your capability level. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's, we're very excited. It's a, it's an exciting time for the DAV. Well, and just one random thought, you know, when you talked about you should always do it better than the generation before, the first thing that popped into my mind is I know last time we were talking and how you were taking all your job fairs online and you're like, you know what? We always wanted to do it. We had it part way, but now we had to. And he goes, and you told me, you're like, we're doing this kind of thing for people on submarines to make sure that before yep. they get discharged off the submarine, that their resume is updated and they've already applied for things and they know their benefits are already in motion. I'm like, now that's doing something better than the generation before. That's impressive. Well, you know, you, uh, you take advantage of the technology that's offered to you, and we live in a technological age, so we have to maximize the potential of that, not only for our donors' sake, but for reaching out to that veteran on, or service member on a submarine or Okinawa, Japan, or Germany. Yeah. We want these folks to have access to information because education equals power. Uh, and when you learn what you have to do and you understand how it works, the path of least resistance is laid before you to help move on because life after the military is different. Um, it is totally different. And to be, we wanna ensure that transitioning service members are as prepared as we can help them be. Um, and then that's because we all separated. We all know the hardships that we endured when we separated, whether it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, or even 20, or 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, to this day, there's still, you know, there'll always be issues with transitioning out of the military, whether it's a DOD thing or a DOL thing or a VA thing. We try to put that in some type of context to where we help them understand on active duty. Here's, here's what we recommend you do. Here's how we can help you get there. We want these benefits delivered to you when you discharge. Uh, and then we want to help you find meaningful your next career. I never tell a veteran I'm going to find them a job. Right, I always right. tell them I'm going to find them their next career. Right. Because that's what meaning, meaningful employment means to me. Yeah, and I agree. I think that's a great choice of words. Yes, it's not a job. It's your career. Might be one of many. You never know. <laughs> well, when we were 18, we bought the line. It's not just a job. It's an adventure. That's true. Now we're just saying it's not just a job. It's a career. It's a for career. <laughs> It's not just retirement. It's, uh, I don't know, we'll come up with the next one. <laughs> Rob, as always, I love talking to you and learning about what you've got going on. So many great projects. We're going to have, of course, all the DAV links uh, in our uh, show notes, but 
anybody who's listening, what's the best way for them to reach out to you, to DAV, depending on if they're looking for their next career, they're looking to understand benefits, they're you know just wanting to know something for themselves or a family member, what's the best way for them to get connected to you guys directly? I think uh, any veteran would go to DAV.org. And when you get on the landing page, you'll see a section to the left, uh, the column that says veteran. You, you lay your cursor on that, it'll lay out whatever you want. Find my local service office, uh, employment department, membership, voluntary services, all the things that DAV has going on, you can launch it from our website. If it's employment centric, I would say go to jobs.dav.org. You'll get on our landing page for our department you'll be able to send an email. I answer 99.9% of those um, uh, when they're inquiries about employment. Uh, and, and I can guide folks to all the resources. I did have a list of resources, but I think we're probably short on time. You can tell um, me. No, let's go ahead and give them. We'll have them in the show I notes would, too, but go for it. I would say this to any veteran who's thinking about getting in or already has a job, uh, an entrepreneurial you know, uh, endeavor already launched, there's a bunch of different resources. So We'll start off with the VA. The VA has the Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization. That is a wonderful website. Mm -hmm. Veterans can get on there and they can learn from start to finish what they need to do to start this whole process. So the VA has it. Small Business Administration, the SBA, uh, they have the Veterans Bennett Business Development. So it's the OVBD office that'll also guide them through all of those intricacies and in starting a business. And they may also be able to lead veterans uh, towards low interest loans or investors yes. uh, that will help them. Yes. Um, another great resource is the Institute of Veterans and Military Families, IVMF. They are at Syracuse University. They have been helping veterans and their families start businesses and teaching them how to start businesses since 1946. Nice. right after World War II. So they have a long track record of helping veterans. They have many programs within the IVMF to help women veterans, to help disabled veterans, veterans in general. Uh, we, the DAV, support their uh, one of their initiatives, the Boot Camp for Veterans, the Entrepreneurship Boot Camp for Veterans, EVB, nice. or EBV, yes. We support them by giving a grant to that program every year that goes to the top entrepreneurial idea that goes to this uh, three or two day conference. Um, wow. So we support them through an initiative where we provide a grant to the person who has the greatest idea to launch a business. Nice. Uh, we also have Patriot Bootcamp, PBC. We've engaged with them now for several years. Uh, we are becoming more engaged with them as we go. And they, are, they were founded in 2012 to assist military members, veterans, and their spouses to be creators, innovators, and entrepreneurs. Yes. So I would ask anyone to just dial up or Google Patriot Boot Camp because they're there. The last one I'll mention to you, well, there's two. Women Veteran Entrepreneurship Training Program. Uh, that is through the IVMF as well. And I want to make sure that the women veterans out there understand that DAV is here to support them in any way possible from A to Z. Uh, we, because they're making up a larger and larger portion of our veteran population mm -hmm. because more of them have joined the military. And we want Absolutely. to ensure that they understand that their service is just as valuable as my service or anybody else's service 
since you know the military began. Uh, so I want women veterans to step up, ask questions, their services counted, and I want to make sure they understand that. The last piece, and this is a gem, for any veterans who already have their, their small business started, the General Services Administration, GSA, mm -hmm. they have a federal surplus for personal property donation program. So as the government's done with equipment or if they change wow. and they have, they don't need it anymore, that can be donated to a veteran's small business. Wow, I had no that's idea. Equipment, that's equipment, that's that's all kinds of, I've already turned on several veterans to this and each state controls their own program. But I would say get on GSA uh, website, uh, go to their federal surplus personnel property donation program, register for it, um, see what they have. Um, I mean, I've helped a welder get uh, welding equipment uh, and a truck. Um, wow. I've helped several veterans get things. Now, I can't say I can do that personally for everybody. <laughs> I just got lucky in New York. And it's, you know, that's a New York minute thing. It happened. Take so the credit quick. for that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got to tell you, it's there. And I want veterans to, to maximize the potential because it's not something you see advertised. Right. Oh uh, and, and, and I want that out there. GSA owns all the federal buildings in the United States of America. They run them. Uh, they also run all the fleet vehicles that go to all the government agencies. So GSA is a big entity and they have this program where they're donating property and any veteran should get on their website, sign up for it to see if they have property that they could use in their small business because it's free and it's coming from That's Uncle Sam. That's amazing. I would have never known. And what a great benefit for veteran-owned businesses. That's yes. Ugh, my mind is blown. <laughs> Every now and then I try to do that, Michael. I try to blow, <laughs> blow your mind now. You did. I love it. Okay. So Rob, we're near the end, which means, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? I would say this, you know, think outside the box. You can, you're, you're capable of doing much more than the military ever taught you to do. Use the soft skills the military taught you to learn more, become more, do the, be the best, be the best citizen you can be. You're already a patriot. Be the best citizen you can be. Contribute to your to society. Make money along the way because that's how our country is built. You know, on small businesses, that's the backbone of our country. Uh, but be engaged. Ask questions. There's no dumb questions when it comes to veterans and their benefits. Uh, ask them because I asked many questions when I got out, who, what, where, when, and how, uh, and, and I had to learn the hard way. DAV helped me along the way. My last piece of information is this. It has nothing to do with entrepreneurship. Recently, we just disengaged from that 20 year war from Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of veterans out there that are bewildered. Uh, they feel like their service was somehow diminished because at the end of the day, what they're seeing unfold on TV was how we got into this in the first place. But I would say this to them. Every veteran that served in Afghanistan or even Iraq, your service was valuable. It meant something. It still means something. It's honorable. You did what your country asked you to do to the best of your ability with the resources you were given. If you have a problem with dealing with what's happening, I want you to call the VA crisis line and I'll give you that number. It's 
Oh, let me put my glasses back on for this last one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get it's a small card, okay? Give me, give me, give me some break. Eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Press one uh, to talk to a master's level counselor who can get you assistance ASAP. Um, don't be a victim of of your service. Um, reach out if you need help. Call me. Call crisis line. Call somebody. Uh, but understand your service is valuable to us. We want to make sure that you're taken care of by the VA and any other entity that you engage with. And thank you very much. Amen to that, Rob. So true. I'm so glad you brought that up. And it's, I'm going to ask you to put your glasses on one more time so you can read it one more time because I think it's okay. important. <laughs> one more time for us. So Veterans Crisis Line. Let me see if I can do it this way. There we go. 800. one 800 273 Press number one. I love it. I think that's really important because you're absolutely right. Many of us are bewildered and baffled that didn't serve there at all. So I can't even fathom what people who have served there um, are going through. So that's part of our joy of this, this uh, theme this month is making sure that we are honoring all those who have served us. And I thank you for your service, my friend. And no, I think my pleasure is my listening. honor. And thank you as always, Rob, for being with us and sharing the mission and the vision and the goals and the um, incredible opportunities with DAV. Thank you so much, Michael. And it's always a pleasure. And thank you for your gracious op you know, offer to allow us to get on and, and kick off your Veterans Month uh, with some very good information. And I look forward to the next time we get together. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.